This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani with America, talking to America and the whole world, you know, on WABCRadio.com. You can get us everywhere. I hope our friend Joel uh, from Israel calls in today. We haven't heard from him in a few days. I have a good friend there that I think you, you know, Justine Murray, because you see her on um, on Newsmax, and, and uh, she's been on this show, interviewed, and she's on fairly regularly on America's Mayor Live at 8 o'clock. She's in Israel right now and reporting in um, about, well, she did a really terrific report about one of the, one of the kibbutz that were, uh, that were hit. So she's just focused on one, but you could, I mean, they just wiped the darn place out. Now, this is a, this, this is a quintessential uh, t- uh, uh, residential community. When you walk into a place like they did, the, the animals from Hamas, and you've got plans to go uh, take out the entire population of a kibbutz, that means you, you, you basically want to focus on women and children, and what, the men... The men were used, were killed. I mean, a number were killed, but a lot of them were, were kept alive to watch their women and children being killed or raped. Now, this isn't uh, warfare. This is uh, cruelty. It, it's the expression of a deep-seated pathological hatred, a deep-seated, irrational, massive pathological hatred, which is what anti-Semitism is. It couldn't have lasted this long without being a deep-seated, pathological, massive hatred. couldn't have lasted longer than we can count. I mean, it goes back to before the Bible, uh, and the Bible, of course, records it uh, quite quite extensively, but it was going on before that. It's even hard to figure out what the hell it was about back then. Uh, a lot of it, of course, has been blamed on, uh, uh, oh, I guess in Eastern Europe, this was a big thing, particularly on Good Friday, there'd be pogroms. Because the gospel would be read, I think it's Matthew's, in which he says, uh, uh, Pilate condemns the Jewish people, the, the people, that, not the Jewish people, I don't, he condemns the people there who were demanding the death of Jesus as, as opposed to Barabbas, the, the criminal, and he says, well, your blood be on, on, on you and your, on your heirs. And then, of course, that's you, that was used uh, in these Eastern European countries as uh, an excuse to go out and kill Jews. Now, of course, ignoring the fact that uh, Jesus Christ himself was a Jew, ignoring the fact that uh, who, knows, who knows what percentage of Jews followed him a lot, and a lot of Jews were neutral. It was the group that was there that voted for it, and the, and the Roman soldiers, the group that was there. <laughs> It's the, it's a quintessential prejudice. You take the action of a of a, a limited group of people and you attribute it to the whole race. And what these guys are going to run, run around fo- following the advice of Pontius Pilate, who crucified Jesus. I mean, this thing from the time I was a kid and I studied religion 
big time as a kid because half the time I wanted to be a priest. I taught catechism in East New York and uh, studied theology for four years. This is the sickest damn thing, totally inconsistent with uh, with the Christian religion and the Jewish religion. I don't know about other religions. I mean, uh, sorry, boys and girls, but it's not inconsistent with the teachings of Muhammad. I'm sorry. I don't like to say that to you, but I, I'm going to talk to you honest. I'm not going to be a bull artist with you because I love you and care about you. You know, when you don't respect people, you tell them what they what they can stand to hear and not what they need to know. Uh, Muslims need to know that the Quran needs to be rewritten. And a lot of the stuff about Muhammad the warrior has got to be, if not X'd out because it's history, understood as something that just wouldn't happen today. And hopefully Muhammad wouldn't advocate that today. But in any event, it uh, shouldn't be followed. It's, it's inhumane, indecent. And he slaughtered villages. Now, nobody wrote that about him. He wrote it about himself. So, yesterday, I think, if it, yesterday didn't illustrate to the American people what the Dems are doing with these criminal cases against Trump, then nothing will. Four cases in one year. Four major garbage Felony cases in one year. How could anybody handle four felony cases in one year? If I had a client and the client was just an ordinary citizen and he got indicted four times in one year for felonies, major or other, I think I would get every honest judge in America to put two or three of the trials off until next year on the grounds that uh, I can't prepare a defense. So you are, as a group, either accidentally or on purpose. You are depriving him of due process. No, this is on purpose. These are all Democrats. Two of them emerge from the same source, the Biden Justice Department, and uh, uh, dishonorable, unethical uh, 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 Jack the Hitman Smith, picked precisely because he's dishonorable and unethical. So two of them, common source. Uh, little Fanny Fanny uh, not only was not apparently, you know, taking all kinds of money illegally from the people of uh, Georgia, allegedly, uh, but, I mean, she came up to Washington at least once, possibly twice, to collect her booty, you know, to collect her, her bribe money from the Democrat Party. There's no reason Democrats from other parts of the country would be lavishing her with campaign contributions, but for the fact that she did the bidding of the party, which is indict, which is indict uh, uh, Trump. Uh, so there'll be yet another indictment of him. And that was the fourth one, by the way. And then insist on a trial, you know, in the same year, which is insisting on his being denied due process. Uh, when she made that, when she made that, um, motion or that 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 trial was she put that trial date down if i were the judge in the case republican or democrat i'd have i'd have had a real um, uh, thought of uh ab initio, you know just uh, dismissing the damn thing and saying you're not a prosecutor you're not interested in justice 
The man's on trial three times this year, and you want me to put him on trial, what, at the end of the year? Uh, uh, isn't he entitled to a fair trial? Well, we have to have a speedy trial. Uh-uh, lady, you don't. The government isn't entitled to a speedy trial. There's no such thing as a right to the... The government doesn't have rights under the Constitution. The government has no rights. The government has duties and obligations. It doesn't have rights. Rights were intended for individuals. They're individual rights. Whether you believe they came from God or, or not, they are clearly individual rights. I can't tell you how many Supreme Court decisions say the government does not have a right to a fair trial. Now, does the government have a kind of interest in getting a case uh, tried uh, expeditiously or within a certain frame of time? Uh, yeah, but two years is hardly irrational for a RICO case. Now, you might say, that, well, that really isn't true because this really isn't a RICO case. That's another reason it should have been dismissed. Because when a prosecutor stretches a case so out of proportion to reality, it should also be dismissed for, for abusive discretion. Uh, the fact that she filed the indictment and then in uh, uh, whatever surviving part she has of brains said, ooh, I didn't get the grand jury to sign this. And then she ran back and, and had him sign it, the same indictment, which indicates the grand jury was just a puppet. Now, the grand jury may be a puppet, but you can't indicate it. The minute you indicate it, the judge should throw the case out. And now, if he doesn't throw the case out, if this is true, now we got a real problem. This is outrageous. I mean, what, what's being charged? And I know I talked, I was on Greg's show and talking to him about it, and I and a number of my lawyers and, and, and the lawyers in the case, you know, there are a lot of lawyers in this case representing a lot of people, and boy, oh boy, you don't want to get into their conversations. It goes on for five hours. They all have brilliant ideas. That's how you come up with a brilliant idea, by the way. I don't want to. There's a process to it. But uh, the reality is, when I, when I first was alerted about this and I looked at the, 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 the memo, briefing paper, whatever, I said, oh, my gosh, no, no, we can't do this. This is like just a, a cheap affair. Uh, not a good idea. We're just doing it to embarrass her. Then I saw the 650 grand, and I said, uh-oh, crime. Uh-oh, crime. If you, in fact, can prove that she gave boyfriend uh, 650000 Special prosecutors don't get paid that. And they went off on four or five love trips. Uh, you got a crime. You got misuse of, of, of government funds. Maybe you, maybe you got even worse crimes. Who the hell knows? And then all of a sudden my mind started to work and I said, that was a rather weird grand jury. We all wondered it. We never heard of a grand jury that doesn't, doesn't indict. None of them. I'm talking about all the lawyers in the case. Remember the 18 defendants. There are a lot of lawyers. This could be a convention of, you know, this is, this is the group that the Bar Association would like to, they'd like to, um, they would like to disbar every single one of them if they could find some, some way to frame them up. But they're going after me and a few others. Uh, we couldn't figure out what the heck this grand jury was about. I went there about a year and a half ago, two years ago, to testify. Uh, I was told they can't indict. I've never heard of a grand jury that can't indict. But, okay, they can't indict. They, they, they're like a, an advisory grand jury. They're going to listen to the evidence, and they're going to recommend, if they want, people to be indicted. And then a regular grand jury is going to decide. Now, I, I, 
I don't know if this is legal <laughs> to start with. It's so wacky. And now I think I see the motive, don't you? This was to create a job for Honey Boy. Honey Boy did a grand jury that's completely unnecessary because Honey Boy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's not a, a really experienced criminal trial lawyer. And everybody knew that. They came out of being questioned with him and said, this is the guy she selected. I mean, they got experienced prosecutors in the DA's office. And she selected this guy who fumbles and bumbles and stumbles and clearly doesn't have real experience in major cases. Nice enough guy, actually. In fact, uh, he invited me to uh, go see her at the end of it, and she wanted to see me and told me what a great record I had as a prosecutor. Didn't help very much when she framed me, but. And I got to tell you, I am extra angry about the fact that, I, I mean, I was completely framed by her. It's a dishonorable, horrible thing that she did to me, to the other lawyers, and, of course, to the former president. But now that she used it to suck money out of the government, she's the one that should be going to jail quickly, not us. We were fighting over a disputed election. We weren't taking money from the government. There's a big difference. And maybe it might give you an idea of how crooked Atlanta is right up to Governor Kemp. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. So out of nowhere, uh, for two days, um, Fauci shows up and is testifying lies again over and over. I don't want to, dic- dic- I don't want to give you all of them. But, and you know, Fauci's not sure that children were hurt by remote learning. He's about the only guy in the world that isn't. Because he caused it. I, I just want to know from Fauci, uh, how much money did you make, Fauci? He made a fortune in the past on uh, royalties where there was a massive conflict of interest. But what about in the years in question? You're not releasing your royalties. How much did you get for this? Because uh, it's impossible that a guy like you could have changed your position so often and said things that were so so inconsistent with the health and safety of people. You know, like, uh, uh, don't wear a mask. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Wear two masks. Wear three masks. Or hydroxychloroquine will, uh, will, will hurt you. When you wrote an article, I think, a couple of years ago, saying how great hydroxychloroquine was. And uh, you tortured the doctors uh, who put out the statement questioning uh, the, the, uh, the phony story you, with the red Chinese, told about the, uh, uh, the virus and where it came from, right? Yeah, right. It came from the market and the bats and all that crap. When there was a, when there was a, when there was a laboratory there that you're one of the few people in America to know about and you've been funding undercover for years, even, even, uh, defying, uh, defying 
Obama's orders because you're Mr. Science. I'm science. He actually stood up and tried to reach the microphone to say that. I'm science. No, you're a liar. That's what you are. And I don't know. You're going to get away with it. You're one of the, in the golden circle people that get to lie to the point where people die and, uh, and you get away with it. You get away with it. You're not sure it hurt the children. So um, uh, the border is secure, says Mayorkas in Little Red Lion Hood. The border is secure. Yesterday he had to admit, he finally got up to 85% are released to come in illegally. It's really about 90 or 92%. Nobody gets stopped. In fact, they, it's so bad they help them over the border, and they're trying to get rid of um, get, trying to get rid of uh, uh, Abbott's uh, chicken wire that would keep them out. Here's a governor trying to keep out the illegals from coming in who are destroying our country, who are participating really in an invasion. It could be, you know, couldn't be much worse if an army invaded. Think of all the people that die of fentanyl from this invasion. It would be like if an army invaded and we had a hundred thousand casualties in the first year except China gets to kill us. They don't have to put an army on the field. It doesn't cost them any money. And they make a fortune from it. Wow. Couldn't, couldn't have it any better. Thank you, uh, Joe. It's sure worth giving $31 million to your family. Uh, oh, and these are all, but these are all very good people. Yeah. Uh, you don't know who the hell they are. You took the questions involving the Chinese, where there were 40 questions that were asked, and you got it down to five because it was taking too long for the Chinese to get through. Well, maybe it should take long so you can protect us, huh? You can protect us against what's going on uh, right around Floyd Bennett Field right now, where the families are being harassed to death by people leaving Floyd Bennett Field, knocking on their door and demanding food and lodging and help and frightening the living daylights out of the people there. Uh, or they're, they, they're having uh, fights every, every night on Randall's Island because these people haven't been vetted. We don't know who the hell they are. And I can guarantee you a disproportionate number of them are criminals. The, 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 the Mexicans wouldn't, cartels wouldn't send us any, anything else. We'll be right back. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back again, and we'll get to the calls in a minute. I, I just want to call your attention that Governor Hochul gave a state of the state speech in which he promised to do nothing that would be effective. <laughs> a lot of platitudes, uh, silly, silly stuff. Uh, I, I really think there's not much between the ears there. And meanwhile, the, uh, the guy here is really going off the rails. I mean, he's uh, Adams is like living in some other world and proving it to the, to the rest of the country. It reminds me of when de Blasio went on his presidential campaign and he got no votes. So he got zero percent. Uh, uh, Michael Goodwin today has an article about how he's overmatched, which I think, you know, Michael is a very, very fine gentleman. And that's a good way to put it. Unfortunately, the victims of his being overmatched are you, me, and the people that get killed in this city. Uh, and, of course, this whole um, 
this whole thing uh, with the uh, migrants and the uh, 170,000 that are here that are uh, compared to uh, former uh, groups of migrants much more heavily criminal in nature because they are vetted not by us but by the Mexican cartels to get criminals in here is because of him. That doesn't mean we wouldn't have some, but we were never like the biggest city uh, for this, not when I was mayor, not when Bloomberg was mayor, not even when Koch was mayor. He made New York the number one city for these illegals by uh, uh, engaging in an advertising, you know, come to New York program for illegals. And he has some kind of a silly, childish uh, notion that these are like the immigrants of the 1920s. Uh-uh. Immigrants of the 1920s didn't come here for welfare because there was none. The immigrants of the 1920s were stopped at Ellis Island and checked out very carefully. And many were sent back. These immigrants aren't checked at all. It's a cursory at best. The Chinese, apparently, nobody looks at them. And we know China deliberately sends people in here to spy on us. What the hell? We don't think they're going to take advantage of this? I attribute this to the president being compromised over China and a lot of his administration. China put a lot of money into the Democrats. Uh, but we're in a sorry state here, and uh, these primaries coming up uh, are the start of our being able to turn this around. And um, you, look at, uh, you look at the disparity in treatment. These people uh, that disrupted the Thanksgiving Day parade, they go with no charges. The people that disrupted the bridges uh, are uh, boasting and bragging all over about how easy it is to shut down New York. It used to be impossible to shut down New York when New York had a mayor. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about Bloomberg or Koch or or somebody that isn't living in some kind of a strange world and talks to God and and God talks back to him. So let's take a few phone calls. Uh, let's see. Well, we have Joel, so we're going to get Joel right away because I've almost invited him to call if he was listening. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. I apologize. I'm on a train here, but I just have a joke for you, Mr. Mayor. And then a few you have comments. a joke from his well, why did, God. Isn't that nice? <laughs> why, why did the uh, why did the art gallery start selling laptops to Democrats? Why? I'm really not sure, but it had something to do with earmarks. Um, <laughs> more of a riddle. <laughs> well, you know, you see how much money your friend Hunter's taken in on that one? Uh, something well, like a, a couple of, million already. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them, and one of them, how, how, how do you like this one? The one who uh, bought a painting, got appointed to the commission that she wanted, Gave Biden uh, a bundle, and then gets a, gets another buys another painting. And the president knew all about it. They were supposed to keep it uh, secret, but they put it out anyway. That isn't uh, it's the epi- at least a gratuity. The epitome of corruption. You know, Mr. Mayor, a few years ago, you, it was an informal call with uh, President Trump, and he said, "You're." you know, revealing the, the laptop and the Victor Shokin connection. And when everybody was brainwashed about Russian, uh, Russia, 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 you real, made everybody realize it was actually collusion with Biden and Ukraine. He said, Mr. Mayor, this is going to be one of the greatest things you've ever done, despite everything else great you've always done. And 
I know you have a lot of people listening and praying for you. I watched a speech you gave on leadership at the Franklin Pierce Law School. It's still on YouTube. Um, it's wonderful, and uh, you had so much uh, strength and courage and moral clarity. Um, so I just want to commend that to your listeners also. And then, you know, I, I'm in this cybersecurity course now here in no Israel, good. and I know you were involved no in that. No better place. And no they talk about the, what's that? No better place to learn cybersecurity than Israel. They're number one. Yes, yes. You know, there's a concept in terms of this, uh, you know, with Biden and the corruption, there's a concept called a persistent threat. And, you know, in a persistent threat, you have a very sophisticated techniques from the enemy, uh, stealthy operations. Um, there's a persistent uh, persistence there. And um, it often goes undetected. And in a way, there's a way to look, you know, metaphorically at what's happened here with uh, that, that that's really what the country is facing. And as I watch the hearings today on Capitol Hill about the contempt charges, the, the Democrats are so stuck on their position that just that there's no give and take uh, of, of listening to the other side. They have their perspective. They repeat it over and over again. And th there, there's another factor in, you know, in gestalt therapy, they talk about sometimes with abuse, people that were in abuse. Right. I had a, a wonderful Catholic therapist, and he said that there's an insistence on the other side being the, uh, the, 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 um, the, the persecutor. The, the victim very often cannot see their own way that, they, that they're committing the guilt. This happens a lot, of course, with drug addicts. Yeah. And so that... And I also just want to remind you that when Abby Lowell took on Hunter as a client, you were one of the first to say, I don't understand why he sold his soul. Yeah. You said it about six months ago and just so astute. Thank you for you what know, you're doing. You know, you know, I'm going to ask you to think about this and then call back. Can somebody explain? I understand some of it and I have a cursory understanding of it. The projection thing. It's really uh, beyond coincidence that they end up charging him with the things they did. So, you know, Russian collusion, Ukrainian collusion. He bribed, uh, allegedly, you know, Trump, Trump bribed, uh, uh, Zelensky. They actually, he actually, Biden bribed Poroshenko and he admitted it on tape. There was no quid pro quo in the, in the Trump transaction. There was a big one in the, in the Biden, uh, tr uh transaction. They, you, 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 during the debate when he defamed me, and said that I'm a Russian, um, a Russian tool, pawn rather, for which I am suing him. By the way, they don't pay any attention to it. But we've gone, we've gone beyond the stage of serving him, and we're going to get ready to try to notice his deposition. The case is in New Hampshire, where it should be uh, um, protected uh, from their um, from their uh, corrupt regime, and and we'll get a fair trial. And I'm looking forward to deposing him. Remember, a president cannot. Uh, uh, with, the president cannot defeat a demand for a, uh, a deposition in a civil case. A criminal case is different. That's the one they're arguing in the court. And he has immunity for what he does in a civil case, but he did it before he was president. He defamed me before he was president. Now, on two occasions during that debate, you can go back and watch it on national television. He said, your friend Rudy Giuliani is a Russian pawn. He knew I wasn't because they had the hard drive. They had it for since December. This was October, almost a year. They all knew it was true. 
And uh, and then he had, along with Blinken, you know, participated in getting all those 51 liars to lie about it, which now has all been made clear even by the New York Post and the Washington the, the Washington Post and the, and the New York um, uh, Communist Daily Paper. What's the name of it now? Oh, the Times. Yeah. So let's go to uh, let's go to let's go to Jim in Massapequa. Hey, good afternoon, Mr. Mayor. How are you, sir? I'm good, Jim. How are you? Good. Just a, a quick uh, side note. I uh, worked with your uncle Rudy in Emergency Squad Eight many years ago. For oh, many years. my uncle! You, 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 uh, you might get me to cry. <laughs> my he, uncle, he, my uh, uncle was my hero, the hero of my childhood, and my my adulthood. He was decorated in the Second World War. He received three medals in the police department for taking people down from the Brooklyn Bridge, and he was just the greatest guy. He was not bashful about pushing your name out there. <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right he was. <laughs> he had a right to. He taught me how to swim. He taught me how to box. He taught me how to be a man. <laughs> my father did, too. Hey, so, my question what would you like to ask? This, sir. I'm, I'm, a, I'm very inquisitive about the origin of executive or, orders and how I know all presidents do it, but Biden has it down to an arsenal. He is remaking this country in the shape of a dictatorship. He has foregone Very 535 good. elected people in Congress. Yeah, I mean, you're, I'm glad. I'm glad you said that. I mean, I noted that the first four days of his administration, and I did a podcast within five days of his administration, saying, "Watch this. This is very dangerous. This is government by dictate, and who does government by dictate? A dictator. Uh, an executive order. The proper purpose of it is for the president within the parameters of the law." To give people instructions on how to how to uh, how to execute the law, or you know, like when they when they when they set up uh, Obamacare, uh, they they had to lay out a way to how to a way to, uh, to to execute it. Of course, they ended up crashing the computer and having it go down because Democrats are terrible managers. I mean, they're incompetent managers because they live in the dream world. Uh, just look at the way Obama managed. Everything was late. Everything was wrong. Uh, this guy, <laughs> well, not not even to mention. But uh, the reality is, over the years, it is true, American presidents have uh, uh, relied on the executive order more and more. Uh, if you look at uh, Reagan, very little. Clinton, more. Bush, more. Obama started to really, really use it a lot. Remember he said, I have my pen? I would say that was the turning point when it was a Republican Congress, and he said, don't worry, I have my pen. His pen can't pass laws. Uh, but he, he, exec, he put out ex- executive orders that were like laws. They've been struck down by the, by the Supreme Court, by the way. Now, I have to say President Trump did some of it, too. Uh, now, largely, you know, we would say in it for a good purpose to try to get rid of regulations to try to quickly change a very deteriorating economy. Uh, he inherited a very different country than, than Biden. Biden inherited a country that was already making a major comeback from the pandemic economically. He, he had a country that was in, that was in shock uh, over the mismanagement 
of Prince Obama. But Biden has taken it to a level where it doesn't compare to any of those presidents. They did. They they had problems like even Obama and and Trump with marginal arguments in the Supreme Court. The ones the Supreme Court have reversed on Biden are like they take your breath away. It's like there's no such thing as a Congress. And it's funny, you know, he was in Congress. You'd think he'd have some respect for the fact that he doesn't make laws. But it is a it is one of twenty things that they have incorporated into the government that makes it a Marxist government. We are no longer the Constitutional Republic our founding fathers gave us. They have subtly changed it into a Marxist uh, and economically a socialist state. We're a state of dependency now. I mean, that's like with the immigrants coming, the migrants coming. The migrants coming here don't want to work. The migrants 100 years ago had to work. There was nothing. There was nothing. They come here for welfare. That's all they're thinking about. When when uh, Adams unveiled his work program, 2% showed up. And if you talk to them about work, they laugh at you. And instead, they're going around driving the people of Queens and Brooklyn crazy and committing crimes because they're disproportionately criminals. They're not vetted. Uh, we've let the cartels take over. Who, who the heck do you think you're going to get if the cartels pick people? Let's go to uh, – we'll take a break right now, and we'll be right back. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, thank you uh, for coming back and joining us uh, for the last uh, uh, segment of the Rudy Giuliani Show. And this is the Mayor's Final Thoughts, uh, sponsored by – Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org, $12, $11 a month. Make it 12 Frank won't mind. Uh, make, uh, but $11 a month to uh, Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org, and that will g- give them the resources to continue to do the remarkable work they do for our, for our uniformed members who lose their lives in the line of duty to take care of their families by paying for the mortgage on the home right away. And then uh, for those who are catastrophically injured, building smart homes so that they can have the maximum amount of independence. With the, a little time uh, that, I, that I have left, um, and I, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I probably should ma- manage it better. Uh, I always get annoyed that I can't, I can't get to all the calls. You can call me tonight at 8 on uh, X if you can find it. Just go to X. And look for at Rudy Giuliani, and you'll 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 see me sitting in the Newsmax studios uh, doing doing the show. I'm I'm using it for a couple of days now that I'm down here in Florida. I'm using the Newsmax studios for my for my my live cast, and maybe uh, we'll set up a phone number and you can call in uh, because I did want I did want to. Um, I didn't want to. I did want to devote this to something coming up, and it, there's, this is the last couple of days where it can be done. Something really very, very sneaky is being done. Very, um, like you know, the old uh, political tricks that Democrats and Republicans and Rhino de- Republicans would do this uh, because they borrow it from the, their their friends, the Democratic playbook. The d- Democrats are trying to invade the Republican primary in uh, New Hampshire. And uh, the New Hampshire has a strange law, unlike ours and most other states, 
they allow you to uh, uh, change your registration right before the vote or, or register right before the vote. Uh, now, not right before means uh, Friday. So if you're a Republican, if you're if you're if you're a Democrat and you uh, you can change to being a Republican or independent and then that will allow you to vote in the Republican primary because it allows independents to vote, which is problem number one. And problem number two, it allows uh, Democrats to invade and try to um, and try to nominate the candidate they think is the weakest. Uh, Now, this is really, really unfair. And uh, really a, a, um, a complete uh, contradiction to the primary system, which after all, this is not the election. This is the uh, act of the political party deciding who is the best candidate for that political party. It used to be done by conventions and not by primaries because the only people really that should be allowed to vote are dedicated p- party members because it's a, it's a vote of the party. And it used to be done in a convention because these people were all dedicated Republicans. They believed in the principles of the Republican Party. We didn't have traitors and people with their own uh, uh, underlying ideas that were inconsistent with the party. We didn't have people that would sell you out to the Democrats. Well, Nikki Haley will sell you out to the Democrats. Uh, uh, she uh, And I'm, I'm focusing just on her, not, not Ron and not even uh, Christie, who I've been very angry at because of the way he attacks the way he attacks Trump. I don't think they would do this. In fact, if they did, they, they shouldn't be Republicans anymore. I wouldn't do this. I don't care. Being president isn't, isn't worth selling your soul, and it isn't worth losing your honor. I would, I would, tell the, I would do everything I could to stop those Democrats from re, uh, registering, and I would tell them I don't want your vote. Stick it. Uh, we have a different way of looking at life, and what your party has done to this country in the last four years has got to get registered at the ballot box because it's the only way we can save our people. The only way we can save our people is with not even so much a resounding victory for us, but a resounding defeat for you. I mean, big, so that you are forced to rethink what the hell you're doing to us. You are forced, those of you who still can separate yourself from the Marxist brainwashing you've been put through, either in the public schools, the university you went to, the kids you hang around with. And please, uh, will you please understand that uh, those of us who are smarter than you and better educated realize you're really pretty damn stupid? You idiots uh, that are marching for Hamas? I hope you're stupid and not really supporters of terrorism. Well, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll have more on this primary thing coming up because it's fast approaching, less than a week to, to the caucuses and two weeks to, to New Hampshire. Well, God bless America. I'll see you tonight on X, 8 o'clock, okay? God bless America. <laughs>